you know, so if you see a girl what? bending over from the back and you see the little badge bump, yep, that can get you shut Unbelievable. down. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Scab Helen. Hey everybody, welcome to Porn and Coffee episode number 9. My name is Thomas Gavelin, I'm from Plug Rush. With me today is, as always, Jacob Peter from WhyNot.com. How are you, Jay? I'm doing great, Thomas. Now that I have uh, new glasses, I seem to be getting headaches every day. But you know what, that's not going to stop me from doing a podcast with you. Because this is really a highlight for me. It gives some energy, right? I, I feel so like we, exactly. we talk to so many awesome people, and today is yes. uh, is is yet another day. Yeah, we have Lauren Lauren from Seven Veils on today. Uh, a lot of you uh, know her, or should know her. She's uh, a social media girl. She's everywhere. Extremely intelligent, high energy, and uh, we're going to learn a thing or ten today about social media as well as some personal stuff about Lauren. So uh, we've got a great show ahead of us. Absolutely. There's so many things that we want to ask her, and one of the things that we're hopefully, hopefully going to find out, she lives in a really nice area where a couple of movies are getting made, so hopefully we get some um, Breaking Bad stories out of her as well. Oh, I'm excited about that, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have a sp- sponsor. We have the first sponsor, Jay. Tell us about the sponsor that we have. We are excited as hell to have ClickCash on board. ClickCash is the affiliate program around iFriends.net, which is one of the first uh, CAM programs on the internet back in the 90s. Uh, We couldn't be more thrilled that people are throwing money our way now that we're in episode nine. So we hope to see more companies throwing money our way for sponsorships as well as some panties. Let me read this to you right now. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com, the internet's first ever adult affiliate program. Right now, ClickCash is paying our listeners up to $200 for every member they refer. To take advantage of this amazing payout and learn more, visit ClickCash.com slash porn and coffee. And that's one word, porn and coffee, after ClickCash.com. We almost now seems like a really professional podcast. You know that? When I listen to all the other podcasts, I have stuff like this in it. And finally, we get it ourselves. We're big boys now. We are big boys. Episode number nine, we have Lauren with us right after this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward. Okay, everyone, we are back. Thank you very much for joining us for episode nine of Porn and Coffee. With us today is the one and only Lauren, uh, owner of Seven Bales. How are you doing today, Lauren? It's so awesome to have you with us. I'm fantastic today. It's a Friday and lots of energy, so good day. So I'm just going to start off by uh, throwing a question your way and uh, uh, essentially just uh, give us kind of a background of what you do, how you got into this industry uh, before we start moving on to uh, you know the different platforms of social media and uh, everything that you uh, specialize in. Okay. Um, So what I do is social media strategy and management, meaning um, for most of my clients, we do full management of everything we do. We come up with the social strategy. We write all the marketing tweets. We uh, do all the engagement on all the platforms. We do the growth management, the um, social SEO integration, hashtag strategy, influence targeting, um, analytics. So 
just absolutely all of it, 100%. I do offer some other things for people who who don't want 100%. Like we, you know, I have some people where we just do the marketing writing and they do the engagement. I have some people where it's opposite, where we do the engagement because they don't want to spend a lot of time talking to people on Twitter. But, um, you know, that's what we do, so we don't mind. Um, so I have, a, I, you know, social evaluations, like to evaluate your properties to see what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and where you could improve. So we do a lot of things. But honestly, most most people kind of get excited over the idea that that they can just get it to me and, and never have to worry about it again. Yeah. So social media for the adult entertainment industry. That is that is kind of the branch. But you didn't start out there. You, you started in a whole different place. Yeah. So when I started out, uh, before I got into social media, um, when I graduated college, I started working for Disney Publishing. So my path to adult is kind of either interesting or, or predictable, I guess, depending on your point of view. So <laughs> I went from Disney to politics to porn. Yeah. So wow. um, <laughs> that's a right. You know, that's that's a very that's a very logical progression. You know, See? who exactly. knows what's next? Maybe you'll be a model I and you'll know. be doing interracial interracial gangbangs. <laughs> that's where we yeah, all too many up. people would be a bit excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started off working for Disney in the magazine department, doing production for all of their magazines, and the magazines were starting to shut down because the magazine industry is is not strong anymore. Like, you know, physical, tangible publishing is, is no longer a good industry to be in uh, for kind of obvious reasons. So uh, I realized that I needed, I was going to have to change things up. And um, while I was working at Disney, I got my master's in business. I worked for Disney full-time and got my master's full-time. So it was kind of a two years of like just kind of hell. But I made it through, amazingly enough. And uh, with probably only one or two nervous breakdowns in there and uh, managed to get through. And uh, by the end of it, uh, they had shut down yet another one of my magazines. So half of my magazines had already been closed. I left Disney and was looking for work elsewhere. And, you know, I was looking at all, like lots of big companies. I was talking to actually Disney out in LA and Blizzard Entertainment and all of these companies and like some places up in Toronto. And, and we were kind of like, gypsies for a little bit we actually just put all of our stuff in a pod and put it in storage and just kind of stayed with some friends for like six months while we were figuring out what we were going to do it's like couch wow. surfing for six months yeah and because uh, at that time basically like right when I left was when the economy crashed so I got my master's yeah. I left Disney and then the economy crashed so all these positions that I'd okay. been looking for all of a sudden went on hiring freeze and there I am standing like going what the hell am I going to do? So I started helping out a friend of mine who was a political consultant. And uh, I started running the social media for the state auditor of, of New Mexico. And he was great. Uh, and I, when I started doing that, I'd been freelancing this kind of thing for a while. And I realized it's like, you know what? I don't need to work for somebody else. I can, I can do this. So I launched my company. And at that point, it was mainstream. So I launched the business. And I was on, primarily working in politics. And then at my bachelorette party... I made friends with the feature dancer because I tend to do that. Like I'm always that girl. Whatever people say that like they don't, you can't leave a strip club with numbers. Yeah, I'm the one who does. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so I made friends with the the feature dancer, and uh, she had said that you know she needed some social, and uh, I couldn't have her in the same client pool as my politicians because I mean unofficially they might play in the same areas, but mm -hmm. officially. I, I couldn't have that. So uh, I started looking into adult and I realized that there was absolutely nobody who does what I do. And I said, all right, I, there's a massive opportunity here and I'm going to come in and I'm going to be the absolute best. Uh, before we go into the social media platforms, uh, 
Let's just talk about the name because I know you have a funny, funny story about the <laughs> sevenwhales.com. <I> <laughs> Uh, I went to Smith College, which is uh, pretty much the the number one feminist college in the country. You know, I mean, is it more feminist than Sarah Lawrence? Oh yeah, <laughs> really? Oh shit! How did you become so normal? <laughs> oh, I well, you know, amazingly <laughs> enough, a lot of us are fairly well adjusted. We're all just we all just tend to be a little bit aggressive, a little bit outspoken. I think both of I think uh, most people would agree with uh, those adjectives when describing me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, Smith is a, is a huge feminist college and it's an all women's college and uh, it's a very unique environment. And quite honestly, when I started and um, I started off with a business partner who also went to Smith and I told him, said, you know, I'm a little terrified of getting into adult coming from Smith. Like the, the Smithies are going to just be eating me up and tear, tear me to pieces. So when we were naming the company, we decided to do, we decided on seven bales because that's a, it's a biblical feminist reference, which has a lot of ironies for me on a lot of different levels but seven bells it's a dance of the seven bells and Salome does the dance to seduce the king and she cuts off of his off his head and and basically usurps his power hey as long as there's no castration involved you know what well they cough the big head not the little one so it's good <laughs> so we named it seven bales as like a sexual feminist uh hat tip to uh to smith <laughs> kind of some of my Okay, let's get back into business. Let's get that back into the actually social media platform. You know, it's really hard to to work in social media when you are in the adult industry. Um, most of them hate us. Uh, some of them allow something. Let's get into the basics. Which platform can we use and how should we use them? If you could also throw in there, tell us the, the, the benefits and the limitations of each platform. You know, kind of give, give us an odd education because there's a lot of people in the adult industry that I don't think have really embraced the right platform for them and they make a lot of mistakes on others uh, that they're not fully utilizing to their potential. Sure. So each network also has its own audience. Like you have restrictions and whatnot, but they also have their own audience that um, can be gauged by gender, uh, socioeconomic factors, education, age, all of these things. So first and foremost, when you are picking your audience, one, yes, you need to pick one that your your social network for where you can actually post your stuff, but also for the target that you're looking for. Twitter is my absolute favorite. Pretty much everybody knows that. I'm a very vocal supporter of Twitter. It's pretty much the only network that is completely fine with adult. They have very, very few restrictions. Pretty much as long as it's legal, you can put it on Twitter. Uh, the only yeah. things you're really not allowed to do is you're not allowed to have nudity in the um, avatar or the header. It's highly recommended that you mark your material as sensitive content if you're actually showing anything that's hardcore. And that doesn't censor, by the way. A lot of people get worried that that's going to censor. It doesn't censor. It just means that the images, if people have their settings, so that way it either automatically shows sensitive content or it doesn't automatically show sensitive content so if it doesn't you just have to click like show image and it'll show and a lot of people like to have that because you know they're looking at the stuff around their kids or at work or you know on the bus and they don't necessarily want to see that you know interracial gangbang you know while some little old lady is sitting next to them on public transport so twitter is, is definitely the easiest just like everything you can't advertise on it but honestly you don't really need to twitter's advertising platform is not the strongest platform unless you're investing like a quarter of a million dollars into it which let's face it none of us are going to do that facebook is the one that everybody wants to get on because they have over a billion users and everybody's like i want to i want to get a piece of that pie facebook is definitely not adult friendly at all and it's mm -hmm. ironic considering they were a network that started off to help get people laid like find out who's sleeping with who and 
and if they're available and if they're not. So they become very puritanical, hopefully kind of loosening the strings a little bit, quite literally because of social pushback on things like, you know, I mean, they were shutting down accounts because, um, you know, like two lesbians were kissing at their wedding and they shut it down, you know, shutting down accounts for breastfeeding, things like that, shutting down accounts just for being gay. So they've had enough pushback on that and lawsuits, you know, uh, I think they're starting to relax a little bit, but in that it's, it's more like, yes, if you're gay, you can show yourself kissing your spouse, not like, you know, yet again, here's the interracial gangbang. In fact, you can't even link to the interracial gangbang. I wouldn't even recommend talking about the interracial gangbang <laughs> on well, Facebook. Let me ask you. Yeah, Facebook really seems to be kind of the go-to for everyone in our industry, which really in a lot of ways doesn't make sense because it's so full of bots and just fake traffic that, you know, uh, join a million groups the first month. And then when you try to uh, advertise something or promote something, it's got some sort of shitty algorithm so that a lot of the targeted people that you want to see it are not going to actually see it. And then I think the yeah, powers totally. that be over there are really actually trolling your uh, your photos and everything, and they're not getting reported. It's just them doing what they want to do. Uh, so there's a lot of manipulation going on there, which is really annoying. There is. EdgeRank so, definitely, which is the algorithm, definitely prevents you from showing up in the news feed. Because right. uh, Facebook says they're not pay-to-play, but the fact is they are. They want you to advertise. Yeah. They want you to boost your posts. And adult can't do that. You can't link to adult content. You have to have an SFW, a Safe for Work landing page. You cannot write explicit text. You know, they, people were trying to get away with having it in, like, memes that had explicit yeah. on it. But, um, you know, they have the, the systems that, that scan for that so you can't really get away with that there are that being said there are some people who are doing very well on facebook mm. who find you know who like the success that they're having but most people are not going to find a terrible amount of success on it just because you're limited and people oftentimes don't want to share that stuff they might like looking at the pictures of the girls in bikinis but they're not necessarily going to share it and so if you're not getting shared and you're not getting commented on and you're not getting clicked you're not going to show up in the newsfeed so it becomes very limited if you even look at playboy and you look at the number of followers that they have compared to their average engagement per post hmm. it is not a good ratio compared to right. say almost any other mainstream account and that's because even even a company like playboy actually struggles now we all still wish that we had their level of engagement but if you just look at the the numbers you know it, it doesn't match up so facebook is is definitely a challenge where facebook excels is like you know if you're needing to do some person to person stuff if you're active in some groups mm. you can do that but i know a lot of people don't actually want to do business so, you know, Facebook as a B2B platform isn't necessarily great. Yeah, that is one of the biggest problem in, uh, in our industry because uh, Facebook is really easy to get connected. And uh, you want to have your personal account. And then you, of course, when you go to all the shows, you have photographers that take the pictures and tag you. So, so you want to keep that in a separate account. Mm -hmm. But then having an account named Thomas Plugrush will ban me. So I will lose all my work that yeah, I'm right. doing with the networking. So, they totally go after you. Right. Yeah. So even that is a problem for us. Right, because you can't use the pseudonym because they won't allow a pseudonym. And uh, yet again, there's been lawsuits on that. But mm. yeah, A lot of people yeah. are using pseudonyms still, and it's just a question yeah. of time whether they're going to be told either use your real name or we're going to block your account. Yeah. Oh, I had them ask me to verify. I'm like, you're right, Lauren McEwen sounds so fake. <laughs> uh, but yeah they, so i had to send them i was like oh fine whatever it's like you know i don't care i'll send i'll send you my info but you also have a lot of people who even if it is their real name don't want to send their info just on on yeah. principle 
Let's go to Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, owned by Facebook, is also basically just as strict. Instagram can be really great for branding, and there are some people who are doing very well on it. But it has to. It's one of those ones that you really have to understand how you're measuring your ROI because you can because you can't link a post. You can only link the profile. It makes it a lot harder to actually drive traffic. There are ways that you can capitalize on that. You can type out, you know, your your URL and put it in the description. It's not clickable, but people can then see it and at least, you know, either copy it or, or remember it and just hand type it in. You know, you can do things like add promotional codes so that way you can see like what type of traffic is coming in. And for some people that that works well. Instagram, you know, you have to be careful with the content. It's definitely safe for work. Absolutely nothing adult. And by the way, what a lot of people don't realize, some things that can as adult is like vaginal mound you know <laughs> so if you see a girl bending over from the back and you see the little vag bump yeah. yep mm-hmm. that can get you shut unbelievable. down unbelievable yeah i see a lot of cam girls using that uh, platform the, um, the instagram one for promotion yes. and there's all about just whiting out the, the nipples and the stuff like that and you have my, many of the supermodels also go with um, the free the nipple hashtag and and try to to do something in there, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It's still, still not going great. Oh yeah, Miley Cyrus has like led the battle on the free the nipple, and her account just keep, you know, she keeps getting it shut down and all that. I mean, but no matter what, like she can get her account shut down, start a new one, and she'll have a million followers like that. You know, most of us are not not quite so lucky. No, I tried with my nipples, but nobody cares about my nipples. <laughs> You're lucky. You're a boy. You can show your. There was a whole movement oh, yeah. where people were taking boy nipples and photoshopping them onto their own because, you know, <laughs> so uh, you can thing. show boy nipples but not not girl nipples. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Snapchat is the dick pic platform. <laughs> Many cam girls are using that one actually, and they're also selling it for um, for tokens and tips and everything on their the cam girl uh, platforms. What what can we do there? So Snapchat has been an interesting one. Basically, individuals have been able to kind of monetize that to a degree by, like you were saying, selling um, selling access to their Snapchat. Really, they have to sell the access to their Snapchat through other platforms. Like they can't do it on Snapchat. So brands have been having not as much luck. They struggle a lot more with trying to harness Snapchat. Snapchat is kind of continuously updating their rules and regulations. You know, they've been really cracking down on on people selling content because that's, you know, I believe a technical violation of their terms of service. Mm. They also have difficulties monitoring what's legal and what's not legal. So that's also a big area of concern. So Snapchat has been a difficult one to monetize for people. Yet again, I think like for individuals, just like for, for Instagram, Instagram is really good for individuals, for the for the cam girls for the porn stars because they can share pictures of their life which quite honestly is what people really want to see like yes show me you know show me your boobs but i want to see you when you're out walking with your dog they want to get to know the girls on a personal level and snapchat and instagram definitely allow them to do that twitter does too for the girls because they can speak and share elements of their life as well as share photo shoots and and things like that but speaking of like photo sharing platforms tumblr is one that a lot of people like to use tumblr has a low has a younger audience it's like you know late teens to early 20s is the primary audience of Tumblr. You can get a lot of traction from Tumblr, but a lot of companies say that they have difficulties converting it. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on. One of the biggest problems with Tumblr, though, is that if you're adult and you're using adult hashtags, it won't come up in search. So people have to find you other ways. So you have to promote your Tumblr via your Twitter or via your Facebook. There's two new ones also that came like last year. Periscope, Meerkat, live video. It's the future. 
There's just too much shit out there, okay? (laughs) I know. The live video is kind of interesting. So you had Vine, right, which was uh, Twitter integrated, which is basically um, six seconds looping video. And Vines are really fun. So you can do a quick video and it just kind of goes on a a loop. And those are are fun. And then Periscope lets you live feed. It doesn't give you any archive of it. Like if you, so you take your phone, you can live feed anything, anything that is not adult content, by the way. Yet again, not friendly to adult content. So amusingly enough, basically the very first, when they were first launching on the Periscope site, it would show you, you know, would pick like random videos to put up there. And the most popular one and the first one that showed up there was porn. Yeah, that happened. So uh, they cracked down on that pretty quickly. But you can live you can live stream anything and you can do it for as long as you want to. It'll download onto your phone so you can save it and then use it elsewhere. But mm. Periscope itself won't archive it for you. Really, for the people who do well with Periscope, they do it regularly. So it becomes a part of training your audience, getting people used to using it. And, you know, it's fun. It can get some interesting um, interactions. Uh, and it's an interesting way to share your life. You know, I mean, if you're getting ready to film some content, Periscope, the getting ready, Periscope, putting on your makeup and getting dressed and talking yeah. to the director and all that. And then right before start you start shooting, you know, yeah. cut the feed. The newest network that is actually, because we had mentioned LinkedIn, which is a B2B network, and it's an adult, it's a mainstream business to business network. And it's great for if you're looking for a job or you're needing professional advice, because they have some great groups for, for that. And that's really one of the biggest areas that you're going to get the most benefit from LinkedIn is going into the groups and interacting with ones that are relevant to you. But there's a new one that's come out because everybody wants to know, like, what's the new greatest, best thing coming? And the new one coming out is called Wiazza. It's W-I-A-Z-Z-A dot com. And Wiazza is a B2B network for people in the adult club industry, meaning like exotic dancers, strippers, and it's anybody. So it's everything from the dancers to the suppliers to merchants accounts to club owners it's if you have any level of involvement this is the network that you want to be in it's it just launched this week actually so it's brand new and uh, it's already starting to get a good member base and a very active member base coming in and it's going to be the absolute place to go for anything for the business side within the exotic dancer club there's nothing else really out there like it right now. No. I mean, in addition, Not to, of you don't have quality. to worry about, yeah, you don't have to worry about getting trolled. You don't have to worry about nudity controls. You don't have to worry about fans or any of that stuff. It's all just strictly business to business. It is. It's all strictly business to business. And we're going to have, you know, it, it has areas that the girls can discuss, like forums that the girls can discuss issues where the club owners don't have access. Mm. So, you know, if there's possibilities there and, and vice versa, club owners are having difficulties with girls. They're going to have their private areas. And then you have the areas where everything intersects. And so oh. like, if you're looking for feature dancers, you're going to be able to find them. If you have PR about your feature dancers, put it on there because they're promoting it. If you're a vendor and you're looking to get into clubs, this is going to be the place to go because just, you know, you're going to have direct access to people in a way that you wouldn't normally. And it's all going to, you know, it's all in one place. So it is a pretty exciting new network, honestly. What about this? I mean, what about content providers? What about traffic networks? What about advertisers? I mean, that would all kind of somehow get involved with it as well because a lot of the club industry hasn't really embraced the internet to the level that a lot of us in B2B have. Right. And, you know, a lot of them are starting to realize that they need to get more online 
you know, people are accessing the websites, accessing their social network, and people are reaching out to each other online. Plus, in the adult industry, you know, the the exotic dancer side of it has been very segmented. They don't really consider themselves a part of the adult industry in the way that we consider ourselves a part of the adult industry. However, there's opportunities for both. I personally think that there's a lot of people in like our side of adult that could come in and help. Like, you know, if the, these guys have websites, there's why couldn't they sell or buy traffic? They can't and should. And some are. Some are starting to get into that, you know, web design development. There's a lot of things that uh, exotic club industry could really benefit from our knowledge. And we don't have a lot of people on our side of things kind of coming in. So this is also going to be a gateway. It's a gateway social network. Nice. Well, so that URL again. (laughs) Is W-I-A-Z-Z-A dot com. We Atza. Sounds like the Atza, but with a W. So I encourage everyone to get out there and sign up for it. And it's free. It's free. Just like all, you know, just like the good networks, it's it's free. If a network is charging you to sign in to interact with their community, it's a scam. With this, it's free, but every account is going to be verified. So you have to somehow prove your legitimacy, your involvement. Even if you're a writer, even if you're someone who does reviews of clubs, or if you're a PR person trying to push some of your featured dancers, you would qualify. So it's all strictly business to business. I need to take a quick 15 seconds here and give some love to our sponsor, ClickCash. I mean, you know, someone needs to pay for our drug habits, so we need to give them the promo that they deserve here, all right? Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200. You heard that, $200 for every new member you refer. Sign up for free, visit ClickCash.com slash porn and coffee and that's one word porn and coffee after clickcash.com i want two hundred dollars well uh, <laughs> talking about drug habits <laughs> but yes let's, uh, let's ask that you that is a segue, segue. <laughs> that is a segue right there <laughs> let's nice. talk about, do you have lauren do you have any breaking bad stories all given where you live come on we need some we need something here all right so I live in yeah. Albuquerque, which has, you know, used to be famous because of Bugs Bunny and now is famous yes. because of Breaking Bad. <laughs> and uh, I love the show. I, I love Breaking Bad. It's amazing. And actually, all of Albuquerque loves Breaking Bad, you know, and people have asked me, like, why do you guys like it so much? I mean, yes, it's a good show, but seriously, all, all it's talking about is drugs and meth, and which is not right. really an accurate representation of our city. And I was like, but the reason why people love it so much is they were they were so community oriented. Every business that they they featured in the show was a local business every person every crew member all of it was 100 percent local so they were amazing for the economy brian cranston actually apparently even bought a house in albuquerque because he he fell in love with the city so much so but as far as like actual stories so yeah like the car wash people have asked me is the car wash real it is and uh, i've been going there since i was a teenager i used to take my jeep there because they it was so big like they could get all the mud off and and whatnot from from mm. off-roading so i take my jeep up there and you know my husband takes his truck up there because it's big so the the car wash is a real place and is actually a real business and you can always tell like whenever like the little crack hotels and stuff that they have there you know are actual motels they're actually cd motels and you know we'd laugh like you could tell when they got their their money because like i remember one time when you know, the show was pretty new and uh, they clearly had gotten their payout for using the show because the whole place got a new paint job <laughs> Wow. I actually have a quick Breaking Bad story. I I almost would have uh, tried to crash on your couch, Lauren, because uh, my cousin, 
Uh, his ex-wife was the casting director of that show. And I mean, I consider Breaking Bad to be one of the top five shows that ever existed on television. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tried hard enough, but not maybe too, but maybe not hard enough, I guess. Uh, to, I wanted to get on the show. I mean, people know that I do some acting. I just wanted one line, just anything. So I wrote her. I tried to say, you know, I mean, I would work for scale, which is the lowest you can pay someone who's in the Screen Actors Guild. I would have gotten myself out to Albuquerque. I would have done whatever I could. Uh, but nothing. No, didn't hear back. Nothing. And uh, it's just so frustrating because I'd see an episode. I'd see somebody walk on with one line. I'm like, yep, I could have done that. I could have done that. See, <laughs> so it's kind of a you should have been a, if, if you were a Butkenyo, if you were a 505er, you probably would have gotten yeah. on the show. They would have been like, all right. So you should have been like, look, I'm living here. I, I'm clearly from from you know. What about the what about a biggest fake funeral? Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. fake funeral. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you know, Breaking Bad is like yet again so involved in the community. Here, when the show ended, uh, we we did the a fake funeral for him. And actually, a friend of mine who was working for I believe it's called Healthcare for the Homeless would actually pretty much led the charge in that because uh, Healthcare for the Homeless was the nonprofit that put it on. So all the money that they earned went to to support that, which was cool. Guinness Book of World's Records actually showed up because it was the, uh, it's the world's largest to date, world's largest uh, fake funeral. And they even had the <laughs> RV come out in the hall. Pretty, it was pretty cool. We were all getting a kick out of that. And like the last show, they had like vigil and support at one of the, the hot dog stands, which is an iconic hot dog stand here in Albuquerque over on Central. And so you had like, I think a few hundred people show up and for the last episode and I don't know, maybe they Amazing. toasted with hot dogs or something. I don't know. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Even though I'm sure we could sit here and talk to you all day, Lauren, you know, I want to go out with, uh, with uh, one of my favorite questions to ask. And I think you would be totally game to answer this. Lauren, who is your soon-to-be-not-so-private industry crush? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's really that private to begin with because my guess is most mm. people already know. It's uh, definitely Courtney from Friend Finder. She is my, um, she's like my little show wife. And uh, she has a boyfriend who she's very committed to, and I have a husband who I'm committed to. So alas, our love will never come to fruition. But man, <laughs> do we enjoy the flirting. Oh. I, you know what? I think you, could, I think you could try to parlay something out of that, but you know what? We'll uh, let that go uh, before it gets too uh, intense here. I also wanted to, not to end the, the episode on a somber note here, but uh, I do want to uh, definitely give mention uh, to a great guy in the industry who just passed away early morning, late night yesterday, Robert Raley from M Group. You know, we all know him. We all loved him. It's very, very sad to know of his, his passing and uh, just want to give him the proper respect that he deserves. And I'm sure we would all agree that we'd like to dedicate this episode to Robert Raley and his memory. You're going to be sorely missed. And our condolences go to him, his family, and our, his friends, which include us and many, many others. Yeah, a lot of people are very deeply affected by this. And the whole, the whole industry is going to be affected by this for a long yeah. time, I think. It's going to be a void when we go to shows and not see him there for a long it time is. to come. Yeah, it's a big loss. It is. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being part of this episode of Porning Coffee. Thank you for having me on the show. It was really fun. We will be back with a new episode next week. And uh, until then, ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Porning Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Established in 1996, the Why Not Forums are the longest-running business forums in the adult entertainment industry. Head over to whynot.com forums and hang out with other adult industry professionals where you can share news, talk shop, and get support, all in a professional and constructive manner.